Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucking Nistas? What the fuck, Nicks? Whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, this is Mark Marin. You are listening to WTF, the podcast, the People's Choice podcast. I just made that up. I don't even. I don't even know what that means. There's no people. I. There's no award. I. I. I was on a rhythm. I was on a roll. Uh, on the show today, uh, a great comedian, someone who's been working in the business for a long time, as long as I have, uh, and she is one of the most respected, funniest. Uh, comedians out there Kathleen Madigan is is with us uh with us how about with me how many of me are there with me in the garage today you know I don't uh like what I have to say today I don't you know I had a hard time coming to the mic today I know that sounds odd because you think I just sit down in my garage but no I I had to pace I had to wander around I had to do a lot of other things I had to stick some food in my face. I had to check the yard for something. I literally procrastinate before I get on this microphone sometimes because I'm not sure what to say or or how to say it or what's even on my mind. There's so much chaos, but there is a singular thing on the on on my mind today, and that is that uh, uh, my friend and uh, someone you all met, many of you through this show, uh, Mike DiStefano, Uh, The comedian uh, passed away. I believe he died suddenly of a heart attack. And it's very sad. It's very sad that we lost a guy that was so honest and so, you know, truly funny and, and had a lot of courage to go to places that no one else would go because he lived in those places and he lived through a lot of things that none of us could ever imagine. But it's interesting, we've had to deal with quite a few deaths in the community in the last six months to a year. And having talked to Mike down in Florida, uh, which a lot of you heard, uh, it's really the only thing I can offer in, in memory of, of him, that there was a, a, a peace in his soul and in his spirit about the life he had lived and and the things he he had seen and the things he had done and whatever damage he may have caused himself or others that he had a a peace of mind and and a serenity uh, to his life and it was it was quite a life as many of you know and as sad as I feel about about Mike passing away I also feel that you know for a lot of the big stuff that a lot of us worry about Mike had processed it, that there was an acceptance to this guy that a lot of us don't have. And, and I don't feel like he, 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 he passed on having not resolved a great many of the core life issues that haunt us. And I think that what he shared in the podcast that I did with him was profound to many of us and, and even life-changing to many of us. And I am... I'm very sad that he's passed away because he was on the verge of something creatively. He, he had he'd gotten some peace around a lot of dark stuff and a lot of horrendous stuff in his life, and he was just now shifting into a, 
a different mode of expression that he was very excited about. And um, I'm sad he's not going to be able to to see that through. And uh, we we lost a pretty amazing talent and a very deep and amazing guy in Mike DiStefano. So you will be missed, Mike. And and please, uh, I know you will rest in peace. And I'm sorry that you didn't get to um, to fulfill some of those dreams you had and to express yourself in a way that you hadn't yet, but you had a profound impact on a lot of us. I'm saying that directly to Mike as I sit here in my garage, but to you guys too. And I'll tell you, somebody like Mike really makes us all look at ourselves in in ways that we don't maybe not have the guts to do. That what he lived through and, and, and what his tolerance factor was and what his acceptance factor was, was really uh, pretty amazing, pretty big, pretty courageous. You know, he put life in a perspective where you had to say to yourself, Jesus, what the fuck am I driving myself crazy for? Why can't I clean this shit up? This shit in my heart and in my mind. And I know a lot of you people have some concern for me sometimes, you know, as I have concern for you and myself. And look, I I do these shows, you know, and I, I go out and I and I meet you guys and I perform for you and and you bring me stuff. And somebody came to the Bloomington show. These two uh, women came and they had a bag of books. I took it that they worked at a used bookstore or a bookstore and they said, we thought these would help you, these books. And I said, thank you. And I looked at the books and uh, maybe before I get to that, I should say that I am a man, despite the fact that I may talk honestly with you, who was in a lot of fear of a lot of things. And and fear is really a waste of time unless it's practical. I had the guys come over today. They were fixing the alarm because one of the zones was out. And I had that moment where I, you know, the alarm went off at two, three in the morning. I shut it off. Got back into bed, tried to sleep, couldn't. Took a walk around the house because I knew there was some problems with the arm. Then it went off again. And now in the middle of the night, I'm wandering around defenseless. And I had those same thoughts we all do. Who's going to help me? How am I going to defend myself? What if someone came in right now? You know, what if they, you know, uh, you know, bound and gagged me and, 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 you know, and set me down on my knees and perhaps shot me in the head? Or, or, or perhaps, you know, raped my cats in front of me. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. I, obviously, I, I went to town with the imagination. But, but what I, the point I'm trying to make is that I felt very alone and very unsafe. And I realized that even if I called the cops, when would they get there? And when the alarm does go off, they call you first, and then they call the neighbor, and then they call the cops. I mean, what the hell good is it? And then I had that thought that we all have. It's like, maybe I ought to get a gun. And then I thought, no, because a gun will just be sitting there. How are you not going to play with it? How are you not going to look at it? How are you not going to, you know, toy with it? How are you not going to have that morning where you're like, all right, you know what I mean? If I'm meant to live, then uh, then this bullet, the one I put in the chamber after I spin it, will not go through my temple. Maybe not all of you had that problem. But I live in a lot of fear. I live in a lot of emotional fear. And I, I know this isn't funny. 
But, you know, I was going over, you know, the relationship that I, I, you know, I was shared with you guys with that with that woman who who had mental problems that I thought were different than mine. But you know what? I'm a lunatic. And I said I wasn't going to talk about her and I ended up talking about her and then she ended up contacting me. And, yeah, I felt I owed her an explanation for my behavior at the end of that relationship for the dramatics, for the extreme actions. And then she said that, you know, she heard the podcast and I felt fucking awful. I tell you guys everything. I don't know what the hell to keep to myself. And I hurt her feelings and I felt bad and, and, you know, and maybe I was wrong about her, but I'm talking to her a little bit now. I'm trying to sort of, you know, put things into perspective because my heart was hurting about it. Why am I going on about this? Because she's no crazier than I am. And, you know, and I, you know, and I, a lot of times I do need help. So I was getting to these books. So I get a bunch of books from this, these women in Bloomington. They're, they're okay. There's, there's one, two, three, four, five books. The first one, quitting smoking for dummies. Okay. All right. I'll take a look at it. I, I don't smoke, but I like nicotine and I like it a lot and I don't want to lose it, but I know I have to, cause it's stupid. Why do I need anything? You know, but if I don't have nicotine, I start shoving shit into my mouth and yeah, food, all right, okay, here's the other book, Vitamins for Dummies. See, I need to take a look at this. Vitamin D, vitamin A and beta, K. oh, it explains everything. Maybe this will be a better resource than my crazy father. Thank you for that book. Online Dating for Dummies. I, I think that is more of a statement than anything else, but people have some success with that. And I don't know if I'm going to get into that, but I appreciate the gesture. Cats for Dummies. My cats are dummies, and I'm a dummy for having them, but I love them. And I guess maybe I could learn a few new things in here. I appreciate this. This is all life-fulfilling stuff. But yeah, yeah, I am a dummy with cats. And then is the biggest book, those three are like pamphlets compared to happiness for dummies. Happiness for dummies. I think dummies are generally happier than those of us who aren't dummies. I'm no dummy. I wish I were a dummy. Let's hold on. Let me flip through this. How to avoid a midlife crisis. All right. How engaged are you? Very. Are you living an honest life? Eh, you know, a little bit. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you can't, can't be honest about everything. Am I right, people? Oh, here, this looks good. The four basic ingredients. The foundation for true happiness consists of four basic ingredients. A feeling of safety. No. Not with this alarm system. A sense of satiation. What the hell is that? In simple terms, satiation means being full. A happy person is someone who, at least at this moment, is full. Not, not unless I got two nicotine badges on, I just ate some ice cream. Shit. So that's, I can't check those two boxes. A sense of perspective. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't do, I don't know. I mean, I see things the way I see them in my, in my uh, you know, life. I've not found that that is always the right way. I, I clearly my point of view is not the best point of view. Fuck. I'm 0 for 3. Is that how you say that? I'm not a sports guy. Quietude. Please. That's it? Quietude is the last one? I can barely handle any quiet. I avoid it. If it's quiet, my brain starts making noise. The four basic ingredients. So I don't even have the four basic ingredients. I'm not even prepared to start baking happiness. I got to go to the fucking store 
to get a feeling of safety, a sense of satiation, a sense of perspective and quietude. I don't even have the right equipment to fucking make happiness. But I got to let that go. Because a lot of the shit we concern ourselves about is just shit our brain is making up. I, uh, it's good. We're both smoking. I'm smoking a cigar. I want my listeners to know that. But you're smoking a cigarette. Yeah, it's got to stop, too. Does it? I'm getting too old. But I how stopped. long have you been saying that? Well, I did stop for four years, and then honestly, I stopped again, and then we uh, we went back to Afghanistan and Iraq again before Christmas, and I couldn't stand it. So the only thing that brings me pure joy is cigarettes. This is Kathleen Madigan in my garage. The uh, I, I'm not going to call you a legend because I don't like to be called that. No, that would be creepy, right? Well, no, some people say that legend, Mark, legends are dead. Right, or very old, and they don't even know yeah. they're being called one. Right, or, or it's yeah. like, uh, where's he been? Yeah, you know? what are you doing if you're a legend? What? Yeah, no, legend's not good. Can either. I say the hardest working comic in show business? That I'll take, yes, that I'll take. <laughs> I, I do, I do, I have 23 years. Like, I had a mental breakdown this week in the airport. Wh- uh, which airport? Uh, O'Hare. I was supposed to be going to D.C. to do mm-hmm. the Birchmere, and it was it turned into a 25-hour travel day because of snow, and... I just, I just needed fifteen minutes to cry. Then I regrouped. Where'd you cry? <laughs> did, did you go to a bathroom? Did you hide no, your tears? Right in O'Hare. I just sat down in a chair and thought, I right now I need a timeout. I need to put myself in timeout yeah. before I get on this BlackBerry again and find another flight and talk, call American. And bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah, any concerned people come up and go, you? No, okay? no one cares. Everybody's <laughs> like, stay away from the crying lady. She's <laughs> gone crazy, and they they should because I've been I've been doing this twenty three oh, yeah. years, and this is this. I need a tour bus. I need to live on the East Coast. This is ridiculous. Oh, that was. Why can't my dad just drive me around in a van? I mean, I came up with so many alternatives to flying. Why can't my dad just drive me around? I really thought about it. I thought he's retired. They live in St. Louis. He's got nothing else to do. I buy a big giant RV. Could you handle that? Yes, my dad's totally fun. (laughs) Throw my mom in the front seat. They can go gamble. They'll find the casino. Just be like when you were a kid. Yes, we're gonna go on a trip. It'd be like the first ten years of comedy. But I have drivers. Oh, your parents! Of me driving myself. I could not imagine being in a car with my parents. I at this laugh age. my ass off. Really? Seriously, they're what? seriously funny. They don't mean to be. They just are. So you can just laugh right at them. Yeah, and they don't yeah mind. right in their face. I call them out on all of it. They don't care. So you you started smoking again in Afghanistan. Yeah, it was just it was. And then one guy had the nerve on a forward operating base to go, ma'am. Mind you, there's no toilets, there's no showers, there's no sinks to wash your teeth. Yeah. It's just tents. He goes, ma'am, this isn't the smoking area. You're really? Like, Afghanistan is Really? Why don't you look at the ground? This whole country is an ashtray, sir. I haven't seen a floor in 13 days. I don't think it matters where the hell I smoke in this shithole. I think I can just smoke. You do a lot of those, right? I've done two. And that, oh, just I think, two? I think, yeah, but I mean, I've done stuff at home, but over there, too. And it, what, what's your experience like? Because I've only talked to a couple of comics that do it, and I, I've not obviously been asked to do it. I don't know that I'm the right comic for you that job. You know what? Job. You would be. Yeah. Because Lewis goes, and we don't really... I Lewis mean, my, Black, you t- Lewis did you Black. go with him? Yeah, and uh, Robin Williams went this year, the year before, John Bowman. Uh, I think comic-wise it was me, Lou, and John. And then yeah. they always throw a country singer in there. And Sure. I mean, it's it's a, the, they're so happy to see you. They're the best crowds. I mean, no crowd at home will ever seem this is good. As those people who are standing in the cold for two hours to wait for what's going to be a three-hour show plus right. freezing their asses off. 
but uh, I don't know that I could do it again. Did you? Was there any? Did you have any emotional reaction to the situation? I mean, did you get a sense of what they were up against or how they were feeling? Yeah. Well, they're very upbeat. Like at that marine base where there's no toilets, no showers. No, I'm not kidding. You go to the bathroom in the bag, throw the bag on a pile. They set that on fire. That's the girl. That's the bathroom, right? Really. And I said. God, this is awful. And one of the 20-something guys was like, ma'am, it's not that bad. I'm like, where were you raised? Like in a well? Oh this is horrible. We do this at home. We put shit in a bag and throw it on the pile. Where are no. you from? <laughs> like, are you just putting on a front to seem? But they're very gung-ho. I think a lot of them think that it's, um, there's no winning. You know, like it, one of the bases, there were. Uh, it's I'm, just a job. It's a job. It's a gig, and you yeah. try to do what you can. They mm -hmm. do it well. I mean, mm -hmm. they do everything they can, but they were like, I'm from St. Louis originally, and there was this contingent of 300 Missouri National Guard people in Afghanistan, and they had their own little barracks that said the Show Me State. And I was like, oh, what's going on over here? And they go, well, our job is to teach the locals how to farm. We're trying to, because my Missouri people are farmer, critter sure, people, sure, right? Yeah. And I go, do the, he goes, you got to teach them irrigation and how to grow short corn. And I go, are they interested? And they're like, not really. No, they just kind of stare at us. They've been growing like, opium well, for we make, centuries. We make a lot more money on the poppy, sir. We don't really care about <laughs> yeah. your corn that's going to get me, what, a dollar an ear if yeah. I'm lucky. Like, no, they're told they're completely disinterested. But he goes, you know, we go out and try every day and we do what we can and maybe so they, something will resonate. Accept their limitations and just do their gig. Yeah, it's just a gig for them. Did they're you like, get well, out and see Afghanistan at all? Overhead in Blackhawks and then we drove through the city of Kabul, which makes Tijuana look like Vegas. I mean, it's a fifth world. What If you would say, you know, parts of Mexico are a third world, not even, this is a fifth world. Are they under Sharia law too? I mean, so it's not even as interesting on a, on a sordid level as Tijuana, I would think. I mean, aren't, aren't they not allowed to do just about anything? Isn't it a I, Muslim country for the most part? Oh, it is. Yeah, there's no alcohol. There's, there's no, no, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we were dying for alcohol. There's no there's no drinks to be found, no yeah. matter how hard It's you weird because you look at Mexico and Mexico has just like been, you know, fucked so hard in certain ways that, you know, Tijuana is just this shit fest of, like, sordid behavior. And it's almost like Afghanistan on some level might have a little more integrity morally on that. But <laughs> I think the difference is alcohol. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm not even kidding. Sure. Like, no joking. I think if, if we shipped, like, 17 aircraft carriers full of margaritas over there and told everybody to have a drink and simmer down, yeah. everybody relax. How can you relax, like, when you're in this crazy government state and there's war everywhere and there's just no way you can have a cocktail? I mean, maybe they smoke opium. I don't know what they do to relax and chill Opium's out. Opium's very relaxing, but I hear. I don't know. I've yeah. never smoked it. I'm much too good of a Catholic, well-behaved girl. You would never have left Afghanistan if you had smoked opium. Really? You would have disappeared into the hills and just, just sat in Just been somebody's hut. wife in a burqa, just happy, as long as I have <laughs> yeah. the... Uh... What happened to Kathleen <laughs> Madigan? You mean the legend that became the Afghani opium addict who you, now lives in mean, Afghanistan? You mean the least hard-working comedian in show business? She's in a cave in Kabul and how, loves it. How does that Catholicism still hold on? It holds all. How uh, the fuck does it, it hold can't on? stop? It was twelve years of complete brainwashing. No, but like I look at the Catholic Church, I talk about it a little bit on stage. Like after all that church has been through, and it's fairly public that they are not, you know, on the level. Right. They've always been Absolutely. a money making operation Co and a, and just a cabal yes. of, of pedophiles. Yes. Yet Catholics who are probably lapsed Catholics still have this nostalgia for a mind fuck that doesn't enable them to experience life without guilt and weirdness. That's correct. That is complete, and I think it's because. If if you take the church outside of it, 
you know, one-on-one when you're a kid, you're only dealing with the nun who every day wrote on the board, God, others, yourself, like in that order. So yeah. every day you see that in front of your face. And parentheses, he can see everything. Right. Okay, God. Sure. So no, I don't right now much, he's watching it, Yes, he knows yeah. I'm in Mark's garage. And he, and, and he knows I'm he's, smoking he's, a cigarette. And he's he happy knows, that so. you still feel shitty about things. Yes, yes. That's Look at the way Kathleen. She hasn't left the yes. fold really. It, there's not much like the crazy bad things I've done in my life. Let's, let's not even call them bad. Let's call them awful. Off the hook things I've done. I like have what? to call my Jewish friends like and then what? they talk me off the ledge. Like what? I don't Come know. Come on, one good example um, of a panicky call from Kathleen. Uh, I just fucked a 22-year-old. Um, getting way too drunk on the road, going mm. to Mexico in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. like things, bad things, things that I shouldn't be doing, <laughs> the, especially like at certain ages. Like I'm like, really? At the time, I'm like, I'm 35 and I did this and I don't know how to get home and what is wrong with me? And yeah. then I think, you know, now that I've done this, now bad things are going to happen. Now, is it wrong that, am I wrong in thinking that if a guy did that, it would just be another weekend on the road? Yes, absolutely. But well, then I'll call Lewis and he'll be like, you carry that guilt around. There's nothing wrong with what you did. You're an adult. You get to choose what you want to do. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, everything drunk. went off the rails because I did that the month before. So this is a ricochet from that. Oh, so you put it, you connect everything together. Yes, to, it's it, all connected. To, yeah, connect the dots and the final puzzle yep. is uh, Kathleen's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, and and on top of that is a cross. I can't. Yes, I can't. Like I don't even believe what the Catholic Church believes anymore. But that's not the point. They're yeah. two separate issues. Like I don't believe hell and heaven. I don't think about any of that. Yeah. I think about the karma thing. Though. Yeah. You do. Although I think there's so many people that I think deserve a swift kick in the karma ass, and I never see it occur. Yeah. Then I think, well, why is it only happening to me? Well, I've thought that too, but then again, are are you God? Are you seeing them all the time? Do you know what they're thinking and what they're doing all the time? Maybe karma is chipping away at them in its at own little way. At some other part of their life, like that we sure. don't see. Sure. Maybe as you're saying, like, how can that person still have all of that inside? There's a little cancerous cell going. Wait, just wait. You know who yeah. the hell knows? You just want it to be more satisfying. I've well, I would to- like it to be a much larger you want a, available you, piece of information I, yeah, I, I've talked about it before like you want a karma google or you should have a list of people that yeah, you think deserve karma return know, yes and then you get a little thing on your computer yeah. it's like so and so has just yeah. received their karma because that's a really catholic thing too is like there are a few people really on my shit list and I've had the opportunity to actively screw with their career but I haven't done it because I think no because God is going to take care of this the universe will take care of it and if I meddle in it then I'm just going to mess up the plan. But I never see the plan come true. But wait a minute. So you think God <laughs> is somehow there to uh, to to execute your vendettas? Yes. Yeah. Well, not God. I would say this one goes to, to the universe of balance. Okay. So now we're, okay. we're mixing God with the Buddha thing. That, right, you know, right, like right. You, But you are the arbiter of, of who it should yes. and shouldn't receive karma in yes. this way. Yes. So you're stepping in for God, which God has a problem with, and what? maybe your karma is that they will never receive their karma. That's why I don't do it. That's why I don't step in. Like when I actively have a chance to to really, really do something bad, yeah. I begrudgingly pass. And like, I go, okay. you know what? I don't want names of who the who the people are, but what is like a bad thing that you have fantasized about doing? Well, uh, totally blocking someone from a job okay. that I know I I know that if I put a call in, mm-hmm. that person wouldn't be hired. Right. But then I think, nah, leave it alone. You mm. know, now you're getting too involved, and right. it's. I, I hate it though when people go, it's just a waste of energy to be angry. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. It's a natural reaction. And if you bottle it up the Irish Catholic way, you just become a full-blown alcoholic by 50 instead of a functioning alcoholic well, by 50. But what we learned, though, what I learned, though, with the anger thing is that because, like, and I'm just, I just started thinking about this recently because, like, I get some, sometimes I'll get something on the internet, somebody will send me something or someone will tweet something. Like, who the fuck is that guy in his little world with a very small life sitting at home saying right. shitty things about me? And, and, and it hurts my feelings, which is retarded, but it does. I got, you know, I got feelings. But then I started to really think about our lives. Like, I've lived in four cities. I've been a touring comedian somewhat. Not as, not as much as you, but I tour for years and years. Can you even think about, as an angry person, just how many lives you have, have, you have rippled somehow? I mean, you seem to be a little... In a, a little, good way or a bad way? Well, I'm thinking bad, of course, but because oh, okay. I thought that's sort of what we were talking about. But you seem a little too guilty to be that bad. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, no, I wouldn't... But I think, like, just out of, like, even just little anger, that, uh, in terms of the energy that we put into being angry, just exuding <laughs> that shit, you know, to somebody that doesn't deserve it. Like, you can create a memorable experience where they walk away going, that guy's a fucking douchebag, and then you're a douchebag for the rest of their life, in their mind. Right, forever. Yeah, and right. I, I put that out there. And some people forever hold grudges. What about forgiveness madigan that doesn't come into play that's the problem and then the anger even like i got something on uh youtube i i don't know but i guess i have a youtube channel some lady does all that some guy who's uh what do you call it his um his screen name was gun down liberals and then it said uh something fucking cunt die shit die right You're very now, eloquent these guys usually totally and probably something was misspelled but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm a, such a terrible speller. It probably got by me. But I sat around and I thought, you know, what kind of psycho? First of all, your thing is gun down liberals. But even what's so crazy is I'm who you're talking to. Have you already gone through Lewis Black, Bill Maher? I mean, politically, I'm not even that vocal. And, and the politics I do do are, are even handed. I'm not a big fan of either team. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't want the team. Well, I think that's where the, the, the woman thing comes into play. That like they, they, they those... won't attack, but I mean, do you understand how many comedians he had to go through to yell at before well, he got th- to me? I think they're fundamentally those type of people, and also just uh, you know, I talked to Garofalo, who who was very you know politically right. She probably gets five million of them, but they but a lot of them hate her because she's a her. I mean, it's half and half. I think that for some reason in their minds, the fact that someone's a liberal is one thing, but the fact that there's a woman who is even talking that much. I think bothers them. That might. I mean, most of my people, even their screen names show you the level of the people who like me. It's like retard monkey 66 thinks you're hilarious. (laughs) Of course he does because he's retard monkey 66, but it's all happy. It's all pleasant. It's not like I don't like the confrontation. I don't want to fight with people. I don't like the I don't like to rile people up like, no, I just want you to laugh. So where's all this anger you're talking about? Well, it's the bottled up things uh, about usually work. Uh-huh. It's not usually the fans. Are you it's passive, never, but do you ever yell or are you passive aggressive? What do you do? I'm never passive aggressive. No, I'm Irish Catholic. I get really angry and then I just drink till I forget about it. You just <laughs> sit down and have another drink. You're, there's no expressing your feelings. No. Now, but what does somebody do to piss you off like that to where you would think about denying someone work? Does someone steal from you? Do you? I mean, yeah, what? stealing from me. Well, I was a, a particular manager that I won't name that uh, really hijacked a lot of stuff that I've had to unravel. It's taken me years. It's taken me a lot of money. Like stuff 
like that. Yeah. And it had to do with the, you know, CDs and DVDs. So you got to get out of this deal and get to get into another deal. And then, then I become like a mini version of Prince and I want to put a tattoo of a tear, a comedy tear. <laughs> just and Kathleen. I'm like, no wonder Prince was so mad. This is bullshit. And I'm just a dumbass comic. Like he, he probably lost bazillions of dollars. Like I got 12 people in Omaha looking forward to this CD. And my mom promised her her doctor one. And now I can't make one. I mean, I mean, my problems are so minimal. Um, Isn't it weird how other we can stuff, make them a couple, global? A couple comics yeah. that I just think have behaved in really appalling ways that I would and, like to see really, really crash and burn. Yeah, and they haven't yet? No. Well, a couple are, are the, the, the stars are fading. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Well, the ticket sales are going down. That's what happens. Well, the faster you rise, the faster you fall. I do believe that. And well, I don't even think that's karma. I just think that's work put in. But you, but also, you're uh, 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 an interesting, in, in terms of your career, that there's only a few of, of the people that maintain a career as well as you have. That, that people that... You know, may not be huge household names, but like people like you, Brian Regan, Gaffigan, that people that can fill small theaters or, or larger theaters and have continued working for 10 or 15, 20 years. I mean, that's something that's great. That's because we, I swear to God, there's that group, like, because Lou has that um, comedy cruise where he's like, we need somebody at your level that will say yes, blah, blah, blah. And it's like there's this group of us, Bill Burr, I would throw into that group. There's only like 10 of us that are running around doing theaters right now on a consistent basis. But the only, the one thing in common, I mean, yeah, everybody's funny, but nobody ever quit. Nobody ever took a side job writing for two years. Or right. nobody, and I'm not saying that's bad. Right. But if you do that, the odds are you're going to fall out of the loop somehow and it's hard to get back in the loop oh, i did radio for a year and a half and i wasn't even that big of a touring act before that and it sort of like shut the shit down it does uh, i also had no idea that you had to be nice to you know waitresses and uh, club owners and, yeah that's kind of hard you know i you know i i always thought like it's me time you know i can do as much time as i want i don't have to be nice to you people I had no idea that it was a separate business. And I, I just am the polar opposite. I am so Midwest Union. How much time does it say on the contract I'm doing? 45 minutes. I do 44.59. Really? I, yeah. I mean, to me. When I was told I had to do 45 minutes the other day, I'm like, that's it? I was yeah. I was thrilled because I, I in in my mind like headlining is like I'll do fifty at the least right in an hour if I can and I'll probably do an hour fifteen and they're like you just have to do forty five and I actually felt bad about it. See I that like, I would never do more than I'm getting paid for. That's where the union Midwesty comes in though. We made a deal, motherfucker. And I, why would I talk one more minute if you're not paying me for one more? Well, do you minute? come from a union family? Yeah, well, all pipe fitter people like really? clocking in people. Flintstone, sure, you know, yeah, sure. But the you union- do the job you get paid for and then you go home. <laughs> and, and then on top of that, the polar opposite of you, I'm the lady that wants to drink with the staff because I'm bored. Yeah. I'm like, nobody's staying for beers? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I want to talk to you guys. Oh, no, I used to be that What's guy. going on I, in Nashville? I, I will definitely drink with the staff. But yeah. Well, that's being nice to them. Well, I, but I, you know, I don't drink anymore. I, I think I've become somewhat aloof in the sense that like, I don't really drink. And I, like, at the end, like I was very, I've become very nice. I'm not, I don't do that shit anymore. I'm not a bad, I'm not an asshole. But okay. like, but usually, like at the bar afterwards, if the wait staff is, you know, be like, "Thanks, was I funny? Okay, bye." Well, that's enough. I mean, right. I don't think you. Yeah, ha- I don't think po- you have to be me leave, and be leave, the last one at Zanies at pleasant, three in the morning. Yeah, it, it's better to be pleasant <laughs> and needy than shit faced and needy. I think. Correct. <laughs> yes, it is. But that's the other thing too. I'm I'm just a night. I'm a nicer drunk. Like the more I drink, just the sillier I get. It does. It never turns some weird corner where they're like, "Oh, oh my god, Kathleen turned into this total bitch at the bar." <laughs> yeah, crazy it, shit. It was weird. Yeah. Like she didn't seem like that. And then she was like, "Fuck Zanies." Yeah, fuck what? all what? of you. 
I can, yeah, I can get that way without drinking. I think because I waited tables too, I do always tip the staff. You waited tables for ten years. Yeah, where? St. Louis. At a comedy club or at no, a restaurant? No, 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 no. But I was always jealous. Once I got into a comedy club, yeah. I was like. Are you shitting me? I could have been working here, making yeah, yeah. 200 bucks in two hours. Yeah, yeah. And I was at some steakhouse, you know, <laughs> carrying out 15 when, plates and just slop. When did people. you start? How old were you when you started? 23, when I started comedy. Yeah. Let me borrow your lighter. Okay. It's way over there and I can't reach. I was 23, but I waited tables from 13 to 23. Yeah. I mean, I worked in restaurants. I bartended. I did all of it, but the waiting tables was the worst. That's why when I see those servers... I think at the end of the week, only when I started making good money. Yeah. Like, I couldn't afford to do it. But when I could afford to do it, even if it's 10 bucks a piece and there's 10 of them, it's 100 bucks. Yeah. Big yeah, deal. Yeah, right? Right. And they were so appreciative. Mm-hmm. And then they would say that Mark Marin bastard never gave us a nickel. No, I'm kidding. I they tipped didn't. the staff. It took me a long time to learn that, too. I'm kidding. They never said that. No, I know. But they do remember who does tip. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and I don't even drink, but I'll give them 20, 30 bucks. And then if you say, like, you know, well, the next time I'll come back, guys, your check drop was awesome. I didn't hear a word. They remember that. Yeah. And then we do the check drop. I mean, now I don't really do clubs anymore, but if I had to go back, which we all will eventually. I got mad at a check. I, I got mad at a waiter, and I and I don't really, you know, I'm not that guy in the sense that, like, I understand. I'm, I'm more, you know, like you than you think, but there was a, a waiter who had the tables that were right up front, and he was fucking, you know, take, he was talking out loud during the show. He was slamming cups down. Like, you know, I could hear it like twice. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've seen that on the road, too, or the really loud ones. I don't have your change. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mindy, <laughs> can you bring it down about eight notches? We all heard that. Yeah, I, I have change. <laughs> I'll make change for him if you go away now. Yeah, so I'll, I don't have to do it in the middle let, of this joke. Why don't you let me settle your whole section? I'll go all through all eight tables well, and do their bill. That's weird because, I, you know, that was the last job I had. Was a, That was the last real job I had was a restaurant job, service industry job. And what's weird is that's the only job I have nightmares about. I never dream about stand-up comedy. You still have nightmares about yeah, waitressing? Yeah, that I'm, that I'm in the smoking section. It's completely full. The non-smoking waiter section, people can't help me because they're not allowed. That's all made up in my head. Yeah. They can't go in that well, section. So I'm like completely a, swamped. There's yeah. a two-hour wait. Oh, it goes on and on and on. And, and on. You, you actively dream that you're not going to get orders out and that somebody yeah. sends somebody back? Or oh, the, yeah, and that I'm at the adding machine and going, you know, I, I was on The Tonight Show and stuff. I don't understand how I ended up back here and this is just, I guess it didn't work out. I mean, it's clearly now. It's not... <laughs> It's not a flashback nightmare of then. It's yeah. me now. Yeah. Like, that's always the bottom thing. If it doesn't work out, oh, that's what funny. are you going to do? Yeah, it's not well, a nightmare that's just about, like, you know, not finishing, uh, you're no. not graduating. It's like you now not graduating. Going grad- back. Yeah. Right. And the only, what is the alternative plan? That's, uh, that's hilarious. Mean, so the added horror of the nightmare is that, like, how did I get back here? Yes. I, like, I was when- on a roll, I thought. <laughs> I mean, everything was going fine. And I guess it just didn't pan out. How, how did Lewis Black become your, uh, your uh, confidant? and moral uh, arbiter. He is my uh, moral arbiter. I worked with him, pro- well, when I was 24 at Catch a Rising Star in Chicago, which was so bad. That Catch a Rising Star, it was in the Hyatt. Yeah. And when you went to the computer in the Hyatt and pressed yeah. in comedy, that club didn't come up. <laughs> but Zanies did. The yeah. Funny Firm did. Uh-huh. The Improv did. Because I really didn't know where the club was. Did I'm you like, move to Chicago? No, I, mean, I, I was living in St. Louis at the time, just yeah. living on the road for ten years. Uh-huh. So that's where I met him, and then we went out for a while. And then you dated Lewis Wack? Yeah, for a long time. I Why didn't know. I know that? I, I don't see. Know. I need to have more comedy gossip. I guess no one cared. Because nobody cared about Lou and nobody cared about me at the time. It's weird that as mad as he is on stage, you get off stage with him. He's the sweetest he's guy so in the world. He's so sweet. Yeah, nothing. Oh, except playing golf, he can turn into that guy. Oh, that I'd love to see Lewis on a golf course <laughs> doing that guy. Well, it's as you have said, maybe about some of your behavior. His has gotten better 
over the years, but I mean, I have seen him lose it on a golf. But it's kind of funny because I know you play golf. Yeah, Lou would never be like a really. I've played golf with some guys with tempers where it's almost like holy shit, like this totally isn't fun anymore. We play anything with guys or their tempers where it's like holy shit, softball, golf. Lose is always more like complete disillusionment and frustration. Like and with he, the world, yeah. And he like whipped a nine iron in Florida. He it was a par three and the ball went into an empty swimming pool. It bounced and a Doberman ate it. And he's like, how, how does that even happen? That's never <laughs> happened in the history of golf. And he whipped the golf club into a swamp that said environmentally protected. <laughs> alligator habitat and he goes we're gonna get the club i said really mr afraid of a squirrel yeah. we're gonna challenge an alligator for a 90 dollars pitching wedge or a nine hour i said you can take the card over there but i'm not going uh-huh. i'm gonna oh well mrs mrs hillbilly midwest so tough around animals you're not gonna go no i'm not it's 90 goddamn dollars lou we can find a used one probably for 40 where is this show why is it not on television oh, he why aren't you two on television together he, just that's i, I pictured oh, all of that i could couldn't I couldn't believe it. we're both smoking and yelling at each other. <laughs> That's fucking like, glorious. I'm like of all the times you want to get like really guy manly, you're gonna face an alligator. Why aren't you and Lewis Black on television as a couple? I, I no one's asked us. What the fuck is that? I don't know. We you, spend an inordinate amount of time together. I'll be in his apartment next Wednesday in like, New York. Yeah. Because yeah. I have to do Joy Behar and all this crap on but Thursday. You you... And I thought he was leaving, and I have keys to his place, and he has keys to my place here, and we switch. Now, you just But he's dating. not leaving. I mean, where, where is this at? No. Come on. He's too... Lou's too independent. No, you know what's weird, though? You're both touring when... comics. What does that mean? Like, That's I... the problem. It turned into Barfly minus the violence <laughs> ad gambling. <laughs> <laughs> it was just us walking home with bottles of wine and cigarettes. And bleh. But it was even a good breakup. But like neither one, I don't know what your personal life is like, but I mean, neither, he doesn't drink like he used to. Well. I mean, that, that I could tell. He doesn't drink scotch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's categorize it. He stopped with the scotch. But no, we will sit around and drink an inordinate amount of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. smoke way too many cigarettes. And yeah. then I think, well, if he's 18 years older than me and he's still smoking, I can still smoke. Sure. That's what's terrible for me being around him. So he's not that great a moral quit, judgment No, it's guy. terrible. It's yeah. literally walking into bar flag going, everything's fine. <laughs> what do you mean? You guys are so in love. <laughs> Uh, I do love him, but uh, no, that was why initially we broke up. It's like, what is the point of having this relationship when we don't see each other? And then it's what? Am I going to move to New York? Why? So you can go on the road and then I'm sitting here doing what? Drinking. Drinking. Waiting for you you to hit big and we get a better apartment. (laughs) He's already done that. So you could. Right. Now he's got the great apartment. Well, then do it now. I told him, I said, you're the only comic that I've ever been in love with. I should write a book how I fucked my way to the bottom because I was only with you when you were poor. Now you've got all this money and you're fancy and you got a tour bus. Yeah. Does he have a tour Uh, bus? Yeah. Is it black? You know, no, it's dark brown, but that's the most fun. Like we ride, if John is opener can't go and I'm off, I'll go open for him for fun just to drive across Canada. But the tour bus, it's awesome. We get on, we turn on the golf, we stop at Cracker Barrel, there's no TSA, (laughs) we can smoke on the bus because he leased it and said I'm a smoker, they don't care. Yeah, It's the best way to travel ever. I think that's the show. Lewis and you on a tour bus. Smoking and stopping to play golf <laughs> until one of us dies. Yeah, on yeah. it's air a battle to the death. one of us, and, it, and, and it will be me. I will have the stroke, and then he won't want to deal with the rehab, and it'll just put me in some place. We have agreed though to go into assisted living together. Oh, you—that's oh, nice. Yes, that's well, what we've only if it to. happens at the same time that you need it at the same time. 
Well, we figure it will. Do you have family that he's would take care of you? He's way healthier, and his parents are 92, and they're fine. Oh, so he's got the genes. He's got the good, the good Russian the Jew Jewish genes. genes. Yeah, the good Jew genes. And you got what? I the got the, faulty I Irish. I got the uh, stroke at seventy-two, and you're out. Irish. That's genes. it. Done. Yeah, nobody even stays around long enough for cancer or anything like that. It's just a big <laughs> bam, <laughs> and you're out. Yeah, and not even like a stroke you can rehab from. Right. You're just. Kinda, I mean, it's you're just, dumb for an hour, and that's it. Yep, oh, really? You're gone. You oh. are gone. I guess there's something to be said for that. I'm okay with that. It's a gift. Right. Yeah. I'm and okay with are that. your parents still alive or they're not? Yeah, they're alive. They're they're, fi- they're 70, but they're not fine. So you're they're not like it? his parents. Right. They're not fine, fine. Yeah. You know, they've had they've had so much cancer lopped off of them. They're like Monty Python characters. Like we just keep <laughs> lopping more. My dad's got like a divot in his arm. That's gone. My yeah. mom had breast cancer. We just uh... keep lopping things <laughs> off and then they're fine for like a year, mm-hmm. and then something else comes up. But they drank and smoked forever. Yeah, I mean, my dad not it? so much a drinker. My mom really, really used it up. Oh, she's she officially has been put on the bench. She hasn't drank in fifteen she, years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of the game, and Madigan. You, and you hate to lose somebody on the team. Yeah. As an Irish Catholic family, you want to go. Can't you just moderate? <laughs> Can't you get a handle on it? You hate to yeah. see somebody get gotta, off. Now the we team. all got to feel guilty. Now we all got to feel weird about the fact we had two bottles of wine and you're not having any. And so you used to drink with your folks. Uh, well, no, I was too little. I mean, no. I wasn't drinking with them, but uh-huh. uh, no. no, she's she's been on the bench for a good and a good bench player for yeah. twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like uh like re- like just cold turkey on the bench. Uh, or no, AA on no, the no, bench. AA yeah. on the oh, bench. Psych, yeah. yeah, you name it. <laughs> Vic, like Vicky, Vicky Maddie, the full ride. She sent me a birthday card on my fortieth yeah. birthday, and she yeah. goes, uh, "Happy birthday! Enjoy your forties. I don't remember mine, but from what your father <laughs> says, I was a terror. Love, mom." <laughs> Like we can actually totally joke about it and stuff, yeah. but it was a. She's half German, so it can you don't. Yeah, I mean yeah. you get the alcohol on her, and I'm like, why can't you just be a fun drunk like Uncle Jim and Uncle Neil? They're yeah. just funny. Yeah, yeah. Why the anger? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, crazy German? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. German sides coming out. We yeah. barking out orders. But when you were a kid, was you, oh she was sober already? Mm-mm. So you remember that bullshit? Sober till ten. Like, and like then this drunk sort of the from insa- ten to twenty. The insanity of it, you remember? Yeah, oh it? yeah, Ugh. crazy, off the hook, crazy. Yeah. My dad would go, "She's just sad. She's just sad." <laughs> it was so Irish Catholic. Like, we're not going to talk about this. We're going to act like it's not happening. I'm like, she drove the truck through the garage door, Dad. Yeah. Just because you're sad, you don't do that. Yeah. Something else is going on. I'm just saying something else. <laughs> well, that was an issue. I don't know. Maybe it's the brakes on the truck. Denial, denial, denial. Maybe it's the brakes. Yeah. On the he truck. really is. I'll have to check out that truck. Okay, Dad. Okay, but Jack. was it like to the point where you couldn't bring friends over? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was none of that. It's <laughs> no, like, no, you don't want to meet no. my mom. Yeah, Not yeah. after two p.m. Yeah. Maybe you might want to meet her at, at ten. I'd say she's got a good three-hour window <laughs> where everything's kind of in focus. But after that, no, oh, no, 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 no. Boy, and you never no. wanted to stop drinking. No, like I've never gone into the uh, area where I woke up and felt. I've felt bad after gambling drinking. Where I what's this gambling thing? I didn't realize you were, you were, you play poker professionally. Or video? No? no, I don't play poker with people. Video poker. I'm you're, an addict. You're an addict to video poker. Totally. Do you have a machine? Only in your when house? I'm around it. Do you have? Do you play online? No, no, because that's not for money. Really, that's all. I don't believe any of that. No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. You just go to casinos, like you, well, like if I have a casino gig, yeah, that's when it can get crazy. Lou too, but Lou's still so conservative. Like we were at, I did a gig with him at Agua Caliente in Palm Springs, and yeah. uh, he gets four aces. Now that should pay eight hundred dollars. Well, he only had three bet, 
And I'm yeah. like, you're a millionaire. I am not. I am playing. You have to play the max. Yeah. So he goes, well, I like my machine to get warmed up, and it doesn't really do <laughs> magical things till I've warmed it up. I'm like, who? Why are you waiting? What are you waiting on? Oh, you're a millionaire. No. Where's Just, the show? No, the oh. show should be the enabler. Uh, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, it should come on before intervention. <laughs> Where I try to, he tries to trick people into drinking more and that smoking's okay. And then I try to get him to gamble and go, yeah. come on, what's life all about yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah. really playing Max? Yeah, yeah. Gotta play it oh, all. You, that's what you say. Push it. Push yeah, the envelope. Come on, live large. There's only 70 years here. What do, are you waiting on? Do you, have, do you leave gigs with no money because of video poker? I have. I left a gig. <laughs> oh, one time no. I did a long time ago. Remember when Laughlin had, there was an improv in the summers, but only in the summers in Laughlin they would make this room into an improv. It was very creepy. Improv never used me. So I don't know. Uh, this was a rogue. Not complaining. This was a rogue improv. Oh, really? Yeah, this wasn't part of the normal chain. <laughs> right. This was like a combo, I think, between Bud Friedman and Sandy Hackett. It was definitely rogue. Sandy, I haven't heard that name in a Bud long time. Bud Hackett, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sandy, but the, the, Buddy Hackett's son. Yes. They had a, I kind of remember this. He's still got rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and sidetrack yeah. after this to Sammy Shore, the weirdest call ever, last week I ever got in my Oh, life. no shit. Okay, yeah, good. I'll strange. remember. I'll remember. So but we're back. But Laughlin, I lost so much money. And I was only, I probably was only making 1500 bucks for the week. And I lost so much that I was like in gambling prison. I had to walk from my room to the showroom <laughs> without going through the casino. And there was, I didn't have an ATM card. There was no money left to be gotten. Yeah. I had to eat in the employee cafeteria because yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have any money. Oh, those gigs are the worst. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. The employee cafeteria. Yes. Yeah. Everything off the buffet that's been sitting there eight hours. I had a, you know how many, do you really think everything about how much time we spend sitting in kitchens or walking through kitchens and show business is sort of weird? It's kind of. And, I, and you and you really are closer to that job than you are to whatever you're performing for. But that's why I think it's good to have waited tables beforehand because it doesn't seem any different. No, I it's love not the like kitchen. we were executives at IBM where someone no. was ordering lunch out. I like it was when, a, oh, we have chin chins for yeah. lunch. No, we don't. No, we don't. You're going to eat whatever they let you have off the employee menu. I like it when I can go to a club where they'll actually let me pick at food in the back or like yeah, they can you a, me a little a, something a where, menu? I, where I can compulsively eat by the line area. Correct. Yeah, that I like. <laughs> And that's hard Zanies to come by. in Nashville. Pick it up. I have to go, go back to Zanies. I've not done Zanies. So let's go back. So you lose all your money. You have this gambling problem. Well, that was problem. Laughlin, but literally last week, this is like where you're like, really? I know better than to answer hotel phones. Why would anyone be calling me on a hotel phone? Everyone has my cell phone that I like or care about. Yeah. If that hotel phone rings, it's either some crazy fan because I forgot to put my name, change my name, or it's some work thing that I don't want to have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. And you can always just say, oh, I don't. And the f my mom and dad had come. So I thought, well, maybe it's them. Like, right. maybe. And I pick it up. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? I was like, I'm fine. I don't know who this who is. is. He this? goes, uh, this is Sammy Shore. You know who I am, don't you? And who I doesn't? Go, and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really actually taking a nap. I go, right, right, right. You're Paulie's dad, right? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a show. I got a show out here. I don't know if you're going to stay in town until next Saturday. Okay, what comic would stay? Down for for an a week, week. I'm like, he's like, I, I, it's a show, it's a show with, with dogs. Does this sound? No, I don't know anything about familiar? it. Familiar? No. And uh, you know, it's like celebrities and all the big names that in town come through. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. And uh, as I, I go, Sammy, I, I'm gonna be in South Carolina next Saturday night. Oh, okay, sweetheart, will you have a good show? And I'm, that was it. <laughs> this town is so bizarre. Where was this? It was in Vegas, Vegas. It was last in Vegas. Saturday. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't know that what time. he's really but, doing, but then I meant to go home and Google because now I'm curious. Did you find out? Oh, you no, didn't do I it? forgot. Like, what the hell is Sammy? Shore? For those people who don't know, uh, Sammy Shore was Mitzi Shore's husband. Pauly Shore's 
father who, in the divorce, I guess, kind of lost the comedy store. I don't want to misquote anything, but yeah, I don't but understand I think it, what yeah, happened. They were either. married, and he's still a comic, and he's still doing something in Las Vegas with dogs. With, with dogs, and I he guess mentioned he, dogs. Yes, dogs were de- definitely. definitely I know I was it. napping, but I definitely heard dogs. So, and I was like, I don't have a dog. I'm curious and... about this. I, I'm going to pitch this because I've just decided it's my idea. Okay. Look, I got an idea. It's sort of like the honeymooners. I'm pitching it to any executives listening, but it's got to be Kathleen Madigan, Lewis Black. But it's it's like the honeymooners, but and it's a reality show. What do you think? He would not. He's not going to agree to have a camera follow us around all day. Well, maybe if the it would ruin the right. relationship. No, it wouldn't. Right, let's say no. We, we would ruin their lives. The, that is the what cam- they want. The cameramen would quit. They everyone, want that. <laughs> everyone would have secondhand cancer. Now I want to interview smoke. the two of you together. Uh, that, well, no that's idea. fun. I mean, yeah, this has been a 20-year relationship of craziness. He really is my best friend. I mean, and I do feel like if I have work problems, I can call him because he's been through everything and then some. And when I first met him, like, I was on Letterman and all that stuff, and he wasn't. And then it, it was awesome that... That it finally he, happened for him. Yeah, and happened big. Didn't just well, happen Well, because he was small. one of those guys that, like, literally, you know, hit a wall... And yep. and kind of pulled out. He's always been doing Lewis Black, but Correct. there was, and then and and then he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna take residence at the what was it the West uh, West West Bank the West Bank yeah. yeah yeah the West Bank yeah and and do what I do write plays yep. do stand up and then yep. John you know Stewart pulled him out of anonymity to a certain degree yep and and made him what he is because he didn't start like a road comic like he started in the West Bank too. And then started in New York, but did like versus if you took the Midwest versions of me that just ran around and did every club that you could drive to and all that. So he every club didn't know him. And then it's like, well, how does he get in the loop if he's not in the loop and he's a New York guy? It was just all very convoluted. Yeah, he was always but, one, one sort of just outside of re- legit stand up in a way. Correct. He was always he was a legitimate stand up. A legitimate stand up, but, but not within the circles where he was all writing plays. It. Yeah, and, he you did know, other things. Yeah, we didn't yeah. really understand where, what happened. He was an artist. Yeah, he was, he's a hippie. He's yeah. a hippie guy. Guy. But now, do you have any regrets about how you handled your career? No. In the, in the sense that, no. like, uh, like, because I'm certainly not comparing you, but I've been talking to a lot of comics. One loudmouth, bitter one recently that I don't even want to drag into this conversation and not make it cancerous, but uh, to, because it would ruin it. But there are some people I talk to that think they spend too much time on the road. No. No. I don't even think that's possible. Mm-hmm. All the road can do is make you better. I mean, I think if you get. If you get uh, pigeonholed into, like I call it the alcoholic southeast corner, right? There's like five southern comics where they just drive around in circles, but they're drunks, right? And they tell bar stories. So So, they think they're just getting there for the first time every time? They just go to the next town for $1,500 cash and spend it. Did you play that southern circuit a lot? Because you did. Yeah. And and you sort of, um, do do you feel like you're southern? No, Midwestern. I feel Midwesty. I mean, I feel like we're no man's land, boring Midwesty. Missouri's not. I mean, really, really, even in the Civil War, we were half and half and just fought each other and never even left our own state because we're just that retarded. <laughs> like we couldn't even commit to what we were as a state. Yeah, yeah. Like the southern part of Missouri is southern, but yeah. St. Louis is more like Chicago. Like no, but I feel comfortable in the South. Like I didn't feel like. Oh my God! If I was from I don't know where, where this feels like a foreign nation, I could see how it could, but it didn't to me. So, but in in um, terms of like coming up in the south, so you came up with people like Ron White, yeah, and Brett Ingvall. But- Brett Butler was headlining. God, I haven't talked to her in so long. Do you talk to her? Nobody has. I don't know what happened. I'd love to talk to her. I, I haven't thought about. I her. think it would be awesome too because I always ask on the road. I'm She's like, in Georgia, right? Anybody seen Brett? I don't know. I think she has a place out here and there. 
I don't. I really, truly have not. I got a fucking track. And like Ron hasn't heard from her. I mean, all of our. You talk to Ron all the time. Would you tell him to fucking that I want him to do the show, please? I'll tell him. Yeah, I talk to him all the time. Because like I I I uh, you know I when I see him we were in Aspen together so we had this weird bond we were on this weird show not in Aspen in Montreal a few years back the end it sort of it was their their idea the veteran show like it was like not new faces it was like hey they're still around show right and me and Ron were Here's on it people that haven't gotten a deal right right we, we still think they're kind of funny we don't get that's it. right here we made that lighter <laughs> but but we both got deals out of that and neither one of our shows went but obviously he's gone on to you know he's you know he's Ron White and I fucking love that guy and the last time I I saw him was at the bar and at the improv and he was he was going through the, another divorce or yeah, the last one he had the funniest but line. he's so chipper about it. he's like well i'm gonna lose everything every few years half of what i got every few years that's just the way it's gonna go and- he's another golf buddy of mine and he uh we were golfing this is like maybe two years ago and he's t- he's getting divorced and he's talking to these lawyers on the phone while we're golfing and i said can you just turn that off for like 18 holes can we not because he, he gets he was getting so angry right but, right but within the anger there's always funny and he goes he's on the phone with the lawyer he goes really really five million dollars five million dollars why don't you tell her my first wife got a dryer <laughs> fuck her tell her a dryer i'm not even sure it worked <laughs> and he throws the i he throws the phone on the on the fairway and he almost oh, drives over shit. the phone and i'm like oh this is awful stop 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 you hang around with all these stop. very charismatic uh, you know angry but beautifully funny guys do you have a relationship in your life not right i can't i'm gone too long and then i even thought about it like especially this christmas cuz uh I have a place by my parents' place at the lake, but I have six siblings. And in, they're like, in St. Louis? Uh, no, it's three hours away by a lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister goes, well, you have to stay at mom and dad's in the basement because you're single. And we need the we need your place because we've got the kids. And it did make more sense. Right. But then I thought, I'm laying in the basement, and I can hear my parents up at 6 o'clock. You know, yeah. while well, we got around, like, da, 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 hardwood floors. <laughs> yeah, da, da, da. And yeah. I thought, why am I penalized? Yeah. Because I'm busy. Yeah, because yeah. I'm single. Because I didn't bring anybody home to you nutbags. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the only person I could really see living with and being married to is Lou. Yeah. Really. Like, Ron, I can't. It's this is too, starting to, it's starting to hurt Ron, my heart that we're, we're not, uh, that you're not with Lou. Ron, it's too much. I no, can't. I mean, Ron, I mean, but. Yeah. yeah. Maddie, I'd marry you tomorrow, Maddie. We'd say, yeah. <laughs> really? No, no. It would ruin everything. Yeah. It would probably ruin everything. Do you think it would ruin it with Lou if you actually, like, you know, decided to? No. I don't think. We're too old to care anymore. It would just be fine. God, it this would is just be like show. Some, It would be some open relationship where, oh, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who'd you go out with this weekend? Would it? <laughs> would, she, would it? Well, here's what's weird. Like, Come on I, I meet now. his old girlfriend. I meet people that he's liked uh-huh. on the road, and then I end up texting them more than him. Hi, it's so-and-so from Wisconsin. Had so much fun at your show. Call me when you get here. And then I end up, you know, go to the town. I'm like, I'm going out drinking with so-and-so. Well, I had Jackie Cation in here. Do you know, you know her? I know Jackie, yeah. She's great. I did her podcast, too. It was very fun at her house. Yeah, she's uh, funny. But uh, do you find, like, because, like, and I don't want to, you know, draw lines. You know, everyone's a comedian, professional comedian's a comedian, but you are a woman. And uh, do you find, you know, I know how guys act. You know how guys act. Do you find yourself in similar trouble? Because she talks about this once a year thing that she used to do where she'd find herself drunk and fucking some guy in the road. What? I couldn't even say once a year. If it was, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with comedy. Yeah. 
like one time I do remember there was a man in the bar in Phoenix and I, the only reason I even spoke to him is because he said he was in charge of Nielsen boxes and I've waited my whole life to meet somebody who knew about that because I'm like, are you kidding me? Who, how do they pick? Yeah. Why does my dorky brother Kurt have one? Yeah. Like really, he's the only person I've ever known is my older brother Kurt yeah. who's such a dork. Like he only watches yeah. sci-fi yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. So I get in this long conversation and end up having a one-night stand with the Nielsen box guy. Really? Who, like I never want to see again as long as I and live. And how did he rate it? You know, I don't. I. I it, thank was, God I was, didn't give was, my email. Was the TV on while it was happening? Um, so you could. <laughs> right. Could you make this yeah, hotel yeah. a box for now so I could click on a friend's <laughs> show and give it a credit? Um, I don't. Now, yeah. I, I th- also think too, though, as a woman on the road, like I would think twice. I watch way too much of serial killer stuff and stuff. Really? That, like, that happens. Yeah, like really? um, to think like I just strangers to go to a stranger to their apartment when you don't know anybody that knows them. Like a hotel is different. I could yell and scream, probably, right, right, maybe. probably. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. still get murdered. Sure. The Craigslist lady didn't make it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's people <laughs> that don't make it out. You've really thought but, this through. Because I'm like, see, yeah, she yeah, didn't make yeah. it out. And then I realized, you know what? The other trick is have a suitcase littler than your body, because they take the body out in your yeah. suitcase and wheel it right out. Well, so we, now we, my suitcase we, is the size of a purse. There's sure. no way you could chop me up and We're, fit me in there. We are all about carry-on anyway. So unless they're going <laughs> to carry right. half of you on the plane, the well, next day. the one carry-on, I think you could probably squish me in. Because yeah. I've given it, I'm like, if I could climb inside that, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. If you could shove my head down, if I do enough yoga, I could get in the right position. But also you have a, you know, it seems like you have a really kind of like um, decent, you know, uh, deep uh, friendship with a lot of guys. Which Most is, which, of my friends. Well. And you get a lot of respect in the community too. I mean, you're, you're like the, one of the most highly respected comedians working. Well, that's nice to hear. I think it's because I didn't quit. 99% of the women quit. Women. Yeah. That's why there's no women. Lou and I were trying to bust our brains out for somebody else for his cruise. And I, and he goes, well, we need, like a woman, but at your level. And I said, besides Wanda, who did it right, like Caroline. Wanda did the road, Caroline did the road. I mean, we came up with like five names. Yeah, who are they? So there's Wanda, there's Caroline. Uh, I'd I mean, say I, but, Judy Gold, but, but Judy jumps off the road sometimes and does you know shows. Things. Yeah, and but but things. even Wanda, I mean, Wanda started way after you. I mean, I remember when Wanda started, and I was halfway in. I mean, she's got to be. Maybe fifteen, I mean fifteen years in. Yeah, um, I mean maybe. But I'm saying who can do a solid hour? Oh, like that. So you're saying who can do the job? Who can really do an hour? What about Maria, Jackie? I, I always say Maria. I say Jackie. Tig is also great right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but how? But so why is that? Why? I mean, and, and I've asked this of other women, but I've not talked to a woman who's been doing it as long as you and has a career that you have. Uh, but it is interesting because you hear that a lot from people like we, people want me to have women on or they ask, well, like, how come there's not more women? And and then the answer usually become, comes around like there was a period where women got sort of characterized as talking about their parents or talking, and, which I always thought was bullshit. But you there's know what, one. though? Yeah, but no, there were there was a chunk. It was almost when I started where it was Jenny Jones and then it was just girls night on Hooper. Monday. Uh Diane Ford did a lot of the shopping by me. Oh, well, I remember her. What happened to her? She She's she fine. Do- she's oh. in Florida. She married oh. a nice guy who I actually like. She's fine and does cruise ships every now and again, but just kind of I've forgotten he, about her she's entirely. Got, she's he's got they're fine. Yeah. Um there was just a group of women at the time that were very Carrie Snow women. was great. Yeah. I mean, there were also the the other the antithesis of them existed at the same time, but everybody focused on that group, the Jenny Johns, where she'd say Monday night at the Funny Bone is girls' night, and there could be no guys working, and it's a slumber party that for women. That was the angle they took. Yeah, 
And it's like, okay, now you've, it's like if the black comics want to just, it's Def Jam night and it's only black people night and now you've pigeoned yourself, hold yourself into, now everybody, I remember a time when everybody thought every black comic was Def Jam. Yeah. And God forbid for the guys that weren't, it, it was just a drag for them. Right. So you're saying you know? that, that girls comedy got pigeonholed by women who, who at, in a marketing angle, Yep. Created the girls' night out comedy. I show. think they did, yeah. And that's what it sort of became known mm-hmm. as, huh? Yeah. And then the other problem is there's so many that quit because they get sick of the road. They just get tired of the crap. You're living in a condo with two guys every week. It is kind of gross. But I mean, I had four brothers. I don't even care. But I, I don't even that, but, notice. But I think that's a real interesting thing in in terms of 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 women in society. Is that like I know that it's a fact. That if a woman is on a career trajectory and there's enough fear about her future, she's going to say, well, I can still get a guy with this, with what I have. Like, I can still lock on to somebody or, and have some sense of security. Or not even that. They qu- they'll quit to take a writing job. And I I can understand. Yeah, but that's a good career if you hang in. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no? It's harder, I think. I could never write for somebody else. I can barely me keep neither. my own shit together. I mean, I know that about myself. But I, like, if a young comic says to me, you know, uh, I'm getting into comedy. I, you know, it, up to maybe a few years ago, you know, I, I'd sort of be comic about it. But now I'm like, well, if you're going to do it, make sure you know that you know, there's a broader spectrum of things you can do with that talent. There are. Because how many it, people can be you? I mean, seriously, how many people are working comics at any one time? Well, and making a living. And make, right. And, and where each year it gets better and right. each year it becomes, it's not many, but I would also argue that half of the reason of that is, is I can tell you so many funny people that have taken the writing route, and that to me is a dog-eat-dog, harder world, n- less fair. Comedy's pretty fair. No, that's right, but still, if they get into the loop, and they, they ride it out for a little while, they get health care coverage, they get a steady paycheck. I see they get- the attraction, and as a woman, you go, you know what, um, maybe I could have a relationship, maybe I could have a pet, maybe I could have a normal life. A like, baby, even. You, a kid? Yeah. Right, God forbid. <laughs> and I'm so glad like that never entered my mind, like, Why ever. do you think it never did? I think because there were seven kids in my family, oh, yeah, it was yeah. just insanity, and it was just like, I then when my mom went off the rails, I had to raise help raise my younger brother and sister, so I get, I, I got what was uh, it's about. Well, you know, it's, it's good signing that, permission know, slips. Wait, can I have a ride? Will you take me to Sozies? I don't have a ride. Yeah. I mean, it became. You already did it. No I get way. the gig. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I'm glad that you chose the sort of looser, kind of fun, you know, alcoholic mode of, yeah, of, of honoring the family legacy as opposed to the weird control freak codependent. Yeah, thing. right. None of that. A little yeah, bit right. of a control freak. Oh yeah. Only about work and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always convinced. I did this by myself for ten years. Yeah. You people should be twenty steps ahead of me. Not even with me, you, agents, managers. You should be ahead of me. Right. No, that, that's a ridiculous request of an agent at right. this, at I this finally, juncture in I history. I finally have one that is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I finally have a manager that it's almost to the point where I'm like, what? I, I Okay. You know, like I'm right. trying to get it done. You it's know. taken me 23 years, but I finally have the team in place where everybody's doing their job and then some. And doing a good job. Well, there's at sort it. of a resurrect, a rebirth of, of comedy audience now too. I think that they're they're definitely out there again in a big way. Do you find that? Uh, or are they still your people? Are you bringing I, in new people? I'm bringing in new people, but that's also because I keep doing weird new things where I access. Like I, I know this sounds crazy, but sometimes I do funny things on Doctor Phil. I'm the funny lady. Oh, you've got okay? that gig. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that. Well, it's very strange. The whole thing is very, it's very much like a weird dream if you took Quaaludes or something where like I'm in an Ann Taylor business suit, but I'm funny, but I, this is inappropriate. Why am I on Dr. Phil? Like none of it even makes sense. But that group of people, 
they are like, well, who's this lady? Last Comic Standing was the prime time people that never watched yeah, Late Night. I remember night. when you did that, there was like, that was sort of, a, it struck me, like, then you started to realize that Last Comic Standing, you know, could actually be seen as some sort of business opportunity. And I, I don't know how you felt about that experience, but I was a, a little sad that you did it. Well, I was a little sad that I did too, but the good end of it, well, what's really sad is after our season, they did have the opportunity to take it up even a further notch. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they switch network people, producer people, and then the whole thing goes in backwards. But did someone talk you into that, or did you think it would be a good opportunity because you were so above that? Both. No, because I wasn't. Like, the year before, if you, like, I I have respect for Rich Voss. Like, there were people on season one where I was like, Rich is a real comic. No matter what anybody wants to think about his comedy, per se, he's been doing it for years. No, no, yeah, no, definitely. And, um... I thought, okay, and then the group I was with, uh, I love Todd Glass. Yeah, I've been he's friends. Great. He's sure. been on a million yeah. shows. Yeah. Heffron had already been on the Tonight Show a million times. Like I was in a group where I thought these okay. are legitimate headliners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether anybody thinks they're funny or not, they're legitimate. Mm-hmm. And maybe the good end of it was I did read. Well, it was double fold. You have to. Ch- People have to say, I think I'm funnier than Mark, and then that's what makes you perform. Well, nobody ever challenged me, so I never even performed yeah. on the show. Yet yeah. people were like, I liked you because you were the normal lady, and you were the, the, the. This whole group of people, they're like, I've never even heard of you before. I'm like, are you kidding? I'd done the Tonight Show like yeah, eight 20, times. Yeah, right, right. No, so I, every time yeah. I got nervous, it was for nothing. No one was even watching, well, no, apparently. I, no, but that's not true. I, I, no, I, people I, were watching. I've but. had a battle with that myself. Is that, is that how did I go unnoticed for so long? I mean, this podcast, all of a sudden, like, I don't know. who I never knew who you were. And you think, like, <laughs> how is that possible? I did Conan 44 times. I've been <laughs> on Letterman four times. I know. A half-hour special. Is that And nothing. Well, I don't know what makes something congeal in someone's mind. I mean, it's not that we weren't doing good comedy or that you weren't doing good comedy it's just that i've i always used to blame myself and i'm sure as a catholic you did as well is that like they're not noticing america doesn't notice me and it's really just you cannot determine what joke or what moment or nope. or when you will become a whole person to that <clears throat> well i don't even think there is a moment anymore i think there used to be when johnny carson and there were three channels and two-thirds of the country was yeah. watching one channel every night i think if you went on and killed the next day you yeah. were a household name now there's 500 channels there's serious radio there's podcasts you have to go do like like when Lou wrote his last book, and, and I just have this DVD and CD out, the amount of press that I have to do, I spend more time promoting myself than being right, myself. Right, well, the, right. Well, you're right, and I think that has something to do with the lack of intimacy <clears throat> of the media landscape. Now it's, no it's all on reach, us. It's, there's no what way to reach rely, everybody. Sure, what are you going to rely on a club? Like no. I was, I made that mistake for a long time. So yeah. they're like, well, the club will put it in the paper. Who the fuck reads the paper? And now I spend, you know. <laughs> I know. Now I I spend, know. It's I, like, really, the paper? I mean, yeah, yeah. so you think my parents are coming yeah, after yeah, yeah, they yeah. do the bridge section and read the obituaries? Yeah. They're not coming. It, it, I don't know why it took me so long to realize that but now you're doing dr phil and you're doing joy like, show like and weird what? stuff joy joy behar reaches a good different but, group of but people look at dr. you now phil you're you've got wisdom a... you've got experience you can talk about anything in a comedic way i mean you are you know they need us i mean they need they that do but i don't think enough of them think that like i even think like with like lou you did oberman a few times and oberman well more than a it's few. hard to shine in that spot it, it's awkward and yeah. lou would be like did, did you tivo away what you think and i was like ah i can't watch you as my best friend on that because he doesn't really get it and, and he kind of steps on weird stuff i know but like those types of shows if they added a little more humor even i don't know what goes on on fox but even on that or on 
they could use us more than they do. I right. think Dr. Phil was smart. He's like, every once in a while, I just want Friday to be kind of silly. I don't want it to be so uptight. Yeah. I've done it with Ron White. I've done it by myself a bunch of times. He heard me on Sirius Radio. That's how he found me. I mean, it was just odd. Yeah. The whole thing is very odd. And I, So you've I thought, seen a career I, resurgence in the last five <clears> years, in a way. And we're, yeah, Bonnie Hunt, believe it or not, it's canceled now. But I went down there thinking that was just kind of a throwaway. Yeah. Like, I didn't even go the night before and run a set. Right. I just thought, oh, I'll do those jokes about my parents. I'll put on some pants and I'll be fine. And I like her. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I don't care. Oh, my God. I mean, the amount of Facebook and email from that compared to, say, Ferguson, which I just did. I really like Was Craig he there Ferguson. when you did it? Uh, he was no. Well, he was there. Yes, but I mean, leaving, I said right? hi and bye. Yeah, was, I just, isn't that weird? It's very odd. But I looked so weird after the end of that set because he's not there. No one comes up to you. <laughs> I just there was this moment where I, I literally I did this weird thing where I put my hands on my hips. And I went. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and I I, I saluted. Yeah, you did? <laughs> no, no, I'm, not, I'm kidding. So I just it's went, awkward. It's like no one's gonna walk me off. I just you nope. Know. You're on your own. And the show's actually over right now too. By the way. Not only are you yeah. done, but yeah. the whole show, and the audience doesn't know what to do. They're but the like, audience is pretty great. There's are, like 12 of them, I and said, they're like, on fire. I said to Lou, I go, if you could, because Lou kept saying, because ah, I, I hadn't done Ferguson, I'd done the rest of them, but I hadn't done that. And he's like, oh, you'll have a great time. If you would have given those people a beer and a cigarette, that would have been downtown Zanies. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're so compact, and they're the hot. ceilings are so low, and they're on fire. I know, I couldn't believe like, it. They I, were laughing at things that where there should have been laughs, but had never really gotten that big a laugh. I'm like, oh my laughs. God. Like, in, in my set, I was literally like, I don't believe you guys. Like, you were laughing right. too hard, and then like when I got a laugh on a weird thing that usually only gets a little laugh, I'm like, okay, I believe you now. I believe you. Yeah, that was a hot... I, and I just... Because I just did Leno like two Mondays ago. What do you think of him? And... Uh, you know, here's this is ever since this late night fight occurred. Yeah, I'm going back to my Midwest Irish Catholic. I gotta be loyal to who was loyal to me. The man has put me on 14 times. Yeah, and every time I see him, he's talked to my dad on the phone. He now what went down with the late night thing? I really. Well, no, I mean, just in general. I mean, like here's you in remember general. When... I think he's a workaholic, which is something I am not familiar with. I love to work, but if you also told me, "Hey, Kathleen, you've got millions of dollars. You can take the month off and go to Maui month and take off. your." I take the life off. Well, right, yeah, yeah, me too. Like yeah. I don't have that kind of yeah, yeah. thing going yeah. on. Like, but I also I want to spend time with my nieces. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd go, go. I would go with Lou to go golf in Myrtle Beach for two weeks. Whatever. Oh, Leno's man. just work, 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 Captain work, work, Lou. work. Show. He's yeah. all work. Yeah. Um, I don't get that. I don't have that in common with him. Because one time he even goes, he goes, ah, honey, where you been? I go, well, I did this festival in Ireland, and then I just stayed for a week to just to drink and stuff. He's like, yeah, every night you're not performing. You know, somebody else is out there performing. You can't take all that time off. I, he goes, I have a pool. I haven't been in it in three years. I go, well, I would love to go in your pool. He goes, but just tell Mavis. And when you come, I'm like, I'm not really gonna do that, Jay. Like you're gonna come home from work and just be floating around with a Bud Light on a raft, yeah. Sun Black eighty five. Someone's How you doing? using the pool. Yeah. Hi, hi. I'm like, no. Do you guys Jay, socialize uh, off the show? I mean, are you guys friends or? Uh, I he's again. He's a all he does is work. Like I don't right. know how you would. I, I don't like cars per se. Right. Like so, I I think maybe if you were into cars, he'd probably go well, to a I, I, thing with you. I but... think there's something to be said for loyalty. I mean, and, and and they don't like it. Doesn't always come back on the other side. But I felt that way. I like I was very loyal to Conan. Uh, like I only did Conan show because he put me on four times a year on the on the old show, and I was I was loyal to Letterman. I like I didn't really watch Jay Leno that much, and uh, and I just didn't try to get on the show at all or Ferguson. And sometimes it becomes tiring. Like it, I was like, there's so few things in my career that I thought That's I just pretty... did Ferguson for the first time recently. That was yeah. the first time I did it too. Yeah. Um, there's so few things in my career that I go, wow, that was pretty cool. 
that I was proud of myself for figuring out. But for a while there, I was doing Letterman and Leno, and there weren't that many comics that could do either or right. both because you kind of got they, But they don't care. I mean, I didn't find that they no, cared. No, but I think the bookers were pigeonholing. Right, like, right, right. Like, they, they made the decision. Like, Lou was too crazy for Leno. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, oh, this really? guy's yelling right. and screaming and uh-huh. off the hook, and uh-huh. it's too much. And then I always thought, well, the Leno people are going to say I'm too, I'm not quirky or strange enough, which I'm not. I mean, I'm not alternative. I'm not weird. But I'm funny. And then what's, I forget, it was before Eddie was going to, maybe Eddie also, but I did, and then finally, like, I think I could still do Letterman. It's just I'm not in New York, and I don't feel like, I don't, I cannot go make you a tape tonight. I just can't. I don't have the energy. I'm off one night. Yeah. You know, I, I, can't. I can't do yeah. that whole, like, if you're a younger well, comic. You, wait, Eddie asked you for a tape? Well, they all, they, they, well, the Tonight Show, the Leno didn't. But, yeah, yeah, I think Eddie, just because he wants to know what are you going to be doing. Right. Like, it's, I don't think he's going to sit there and judge it and decide I'm not funny. It's, it's we- just about what are you going to do. It's weird for me, like, right now, because with that stuff, there's, it, the thing is, is, like, back in the day, people would say, well, you know, uh, did you get, did you sell a lot more tickets because of Letterman or this or that? It's, and it's like, now, it's not about that. It's just part of our job yeah. to go do comedy on a, on a, on on a, a network uh, talk show or to do panels. It's a very specific thing. And, and I like doing that. But it doesn't. It doesn't yield anything other than nope. the, the pride of doing it. It doesn't. It doesn't and, yield. Although yeah. Leno, a couple of weeks ago, the DVD and the CD spiked because he pushed it. I couldn't believe the amount of. I well, mean, I and it was already the, running high, but it went bam. I, I, mean, d- I did the new Conan like a week and a half ago, and and he really got behind the podcast, and it, it blew up. It makes a difference. It but does. Sure, it does. And I don't know how many of those people. It's long term. Who who knows? The but new Conan's the whole, great. You should do it. I, you know, and I haven't even seen. It. I haven't TV'd her. I think my it's friend Laurie Kilmartin's writing on it. Yeah, and she's, she's great. Oh, she's yeah, great. She's funny. And, she's so funny. And I and I did him too. I liked Conan yeah. too. But I was always in L.A. Those are the New York guys. Yeah. So they would go down. It's so much easier if you're in New York to go down and do a set in front of. Uh, I think it was Frank and Conan. And, yeah, Frank finally and, and yeah, Paula. Yeah, to go do a set in front of them yeah. rather than okay, Kathleen, make a tape at the a Comedy Magic Club and send us a DVD. Well, now what then, they want you to do is that. Is like, um, like you should get to a point where you're established enough to where they're just sort of like, you know, what, what's the set? Would you come set? on? Right. Can we just do this over the phone? I don't mind. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, that I'll was type so much it easier. Out. I'll actually well, type it out. Well, that's what they want now. So they want you to type it even, out, which even, is sort of weird because I never type out anything. It's very odd. And then I realize how, then stuff. I realize, oh, and then, then I want to subtract. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. am so wordy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathleen, half of this is unnecessary because <laughs> yeah. I'm repeating things yeah, in the yeah. premise that I, it does, although it does make your act tighter, I think, if you're forced to do that. Oh, yeah. Because you realize, like, I never write this shit down. Yeah, and, and I then don't. you find a new thing. It's like I wonder if I could add that. But then you realize that the difference because you write on stage is that how you do? Yeah, it? I don't. Yeah, me yeah, too. I don't. And, and the difference between seeing what you say written down <laughs> is that when when you start to trim it and make it more joke like, and then you try to add the it stuff you wrote work. down. No, because it's like it's not how you talk. That's right. You and then, and that then sometimes it's horrifying to read and go, "This really isn't funny at oh, all." Oh no, well, no, I mean like in print. Yeah. This doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like how I'm saying yeah. it somehow sure. magically is making yeah. these so people we're, laugh. We're but... against writing our jokes. Yeah, no, I don't write. But... And I've only written for two other com- I've only written for Sh- Gary Shanling and Lewis. Like, I don't, I won't. Like, Sh- Shanling's voice is so specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like to be able to go, okay, there's a lot of jokes I would never do in my act, but I could make them work for him. How'd you do that? So you, he just bought jokes from you? It was a no, joke no, no. For a joke? He saw me at the Comedy Magic Club and he's like, I have to do the Emmys like in three oh. weeks and I want you to help me. I thought he was kidding. Like he didn't know right. me from the man in the moon. He's like, can you just come down here every night? And I didn't know if I was getting paid, but I love him. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I am off for the next two weeks. I'll be here every night and we'll work on this. And then, I mean, he surprised me with a 
nice gift yeah. present. He's a, yeah, he's, he's sweet. great. Yeah, he's yeah. Great. I just met him and I want him to do it because he's going through like a spiritual sort of awakening right now. Really? Around uh, around sort of Buddhism and stuff and trying to, you know, work this, you know, this, uh, you know, spiritual path thing. And he's he's really kind of a Buddha-like presence in his own weird way. He's such an interesting guy. I me. always try to get him, like, can't you come do an hour on HBO? Because that's the age group they like, you yeah. know? I mean, unless you're a rock star like Chris Rock or something. They like, like, the Robin Williams, yeah. that age group. Yeah. And I'm like, it's such a waste. Yeah. He'll go if you don't comedy. do it, Robert Klein's going to do another one. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll go down to Comedy Magic Club and do twenty minutes. It's brilliant. Yeah, and it's like, well, ah, uh, yeah. why can't can you stop playing basketball in Malibu? And so, what do you what do you have? Do you want to? I I don't know when we'll put this up, but we could certainly plug something in a general way. Uh, DVDs, CDs, DVD, CD. Where do they go? I'm trying to uh, I, Amazon, iTunes, and then the the special. It's been on Showtime, and then it's going to go to CMT on March seventh, and it'll be on CMT instead of um, Comedy Central. Awesome, Kathleen Madigan. That was fun. Thank you. Thanks you... for letting me smoke in your office. Oh, you got me smoking. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Right. Okay, that's our show. The lovely Kathleen Madigan. What a great gal. Can I say that? Great gal. Thanks for listening. As always, go to WTFPod.com for all you WTF pod needs. Get on the mailing list, kick in a few shekels, buy a mug. Get some JustCoffee.coop. Get a link to the apps. Get some apps for iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, or Droid. Or you can go to the uh, non-iTunes option for the podcast and get the desktop premium. That'll give you access to all those earlier episodes to stream those. And uh, rest in peace, Mike DiStefano. You will be missed.